Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts and I'm here with my co-host Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm well. How are you? Very well, thanks. Very well. So you came up with our topic for today. I did. Yeah, do you want to? And I regretted it. (laughs) You can't regret it yet. We haven't even started. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. This is, I've already realized that at some point I'm going to regret this. I'm going to feel a regret now, hoping that it means I regret it less later. So I've, you know, paid it forward, which of course never works. It was meant to be a joke, but as most of my jokes, they aren't funny at the time. It was, initially it was. What, initially a joke? Yeah, it was funny. Okay. Yeah, that's why you laughed. (laughs) So uh, I'm sure everyone's waiting to hear your brilliant suggestion for topic. Right. So I'm pretty sure a lot of us do things we know isn't good for us, but we do it anyway. What's that about? Hmm. And you specifically said bad not quite in that voice, but oh. it was some kind of, yeah, I put the emphasis, bad. But you definitely use the word bad. You put yeah. yeah. I put the word bad in there, okay. which is interesting given a previous topic that we discussed in the not too distant past about there isn't such a thing as, you know, bad thought. But here we are, okay, don't listen to those two things as if they got anything to do with each other, right? So, and it was, it was funny because we were talking about where I'm from, we call them sweets. And where you're from, you call them candy. And um, I know sugar's bad for me. And yet, pretty much throughout the whole month of mm, June, July, August, and September, I take a lot of sugar mm. in various ways. I know it's dreadful for me. Uh Well, that was my first confession. There'll be more, but I need to warm up a bit before I do more, probably. So anyway, that was the thought, right? Because I was watching you eat a a piece of candy that I thought, what's that? Knowing how much time I spend on your side of the Atlantic, I'm not familiar with that. Um, So I thought, well, that's an idea. Yeah, if I had a packet of those things... I'd have finished them by now in the last three minutes. And there's probably about 20 <laughs> pieces of candy in there, right? Can't stop. So I don't buy them for that reason. I don't buy cookies for that reason. Because I know I'd eat it. So are we going to keep the topic around consumption, like what we consume? I don't know. Oh. Why? What's, what have you got on your mind? Well, I'm not sure, but when you said bad, my mind opened up to why we would do anything 
that we sense isn't what's best for us. Yeah. And that's a huge, it's a huge topic, Mm -hmm. but it comes from a space where I think it's all the same. It's knowing maybe this is not the best thing for me. And yet it's happening. (laughs) It's happening now. Right. (laughs) That's really cool topic. And it would really have to be, well, I guess maybe it doesn't have to be, but we would be in a topic where you would have to kind of know it's not the best thing for you and doing it anyway. Because I think some people, including myself, will do something that maybe isn't the best for me, but maybe I don't know that at the time. Yeah, that's not what the topic was. Yeah. The topic so was. Definitely a space where you we acknowledge consciously This is not the best thing for me. And I'm doing it. I'm absolutely going to do it. I remember talking with a client a couple of years ago. And um, she met a guy. And instantly her thought was, oh, no, he's trouble. They got married. (laughs) and, And divorced not long after. And she went, it's funny because I knew. All along, this was a bad idea. Hmm. What do you make of that? Well, I'm no different. No, I've not married women that I know were trouble to me. I've probably dated a few that I know were trouble or not that good for me. Because when we were discussing whether this would be a topic for today. We're kind of like pondering what are the things that I would confess up to with you listening and my dear friend Kate by the power of Zoom. And I'm not, I'm not a goody to choose, right? But I don't have many vices. I really don't. I think I could make better choices about my sleep patterns to not have my iPad propped up against a spare pillow so I'll watch a documentary that will be my bedtime story to send me to sleep. And then when I wake up, I'll put it back on in order to um, to have a different bedtime story at 4 a.m. to send me back to sleep. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I will check my phone when I'm awake. I'm pretty sure that's not smart. I'm pretty sure that's not the best or wisest way of getting back to sleep and getting a good night's sleep. But, oh, it's not its not one of those, oh, no, my life will be thrown in the dumpster for it. It doesn't feel like one of those anyway. But maybe there's a sleep out expert out there who would think when that's a really great recipe for making your life, throwing it into the dumpster by not getting that much sleep. I don't know, but it is interesting, isn't it? Cause I'm pretty sure I make some smaller decisions quite consistently that I know aren't good for me, but they just feel like such big urges and I can't kind of like get over it. Also very conscious Kate that you've asked me twice and I've not asked you back. So yeah. 
I guess the question's coming back at you. Not the what do you make of that, back to that story, but things that, examples maybe, just to make me feel better for a minute. <laughs> that <laughs> You do knowing they're not the best for you and going, oh no, but I do it anyway. Or maybe you're perfect and I was right. Oh, you are perfect. Definitely no. Hmm. I mean, I absolutely have a bunch I'll give you a good one, a personal one. There are times when I am completely caught up in my story of something and I'm upset and I'm super emotional and I'm spinning it around in my mind and I'm spinning and spinning and I get all, you know, worked up, right? And I can stop and not take it any further, not blow anything up. Hmm. But sometimes <laughs> I know I'm caught up and I will blow it up anyway. Like I'll just, I'll get into something with uh, my partner and I know I'm completely caught up. I know this is all me and I'm completely caught up and I will figure out a way to blow it up. And now we're in something. I absolutely know that's not good for either one of us. Mm. 100%. This is not a good time for you to bring this up. This is not a good time for you to, you know what I mean? And I yeah, will I walk right into it. I'll run into it emotionally. Mm. Now. Sometimes when that happens, it's just exhausting and pointless, right? But sometimes some really important things show up in that that wouldn't have shown up otherwise. And some truths in the middle of all that silliness, right? Could go either way sometimes. So you mean sometimes it works out that you go headlong? Like sometimes there's... A in the end, there may be some benefit, yeah. some truths that sometimes it takes people not watching what they say that come out and you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. I see that. I see that truth in me. I see that truth in you. Um, and then other times there's no point. And, and then I get to be like, sorry. <laughs> Right. So that's my example of I know good and well. Yeah. That's not a good idea. And yet most of the time I can, you know, I see that and I make decisions and then other times I don't or I see it and I go the other way anyway. Hmm. Well, there's something else I just remembered about me. Yeah. It's a different example. So there are things I know that need doing, and it would be wise to get them done now, but mm. I don't. There's a tile on my roof that's gotten loose. And there's the the edge of the ridge at the top of the house that 
that initial kind of ridge tile got raised. And I did talk to a roofer while they were doing something else around this time last year. But now from the back of the house, for the last, I don't know, nine months, I've noticed that, oh, there's a bigger problem than that. Nine months, I've known there's a problem with my roof. My roof. No one else's, right? I'm... <laughs> Do you think I phoned anyone to book somebody in to fix that? It's been the entire summer. Nope. Here we are. Late October. Haven't done a thing about it. It's of the same. Hey, this is not wise to uh, avoid this. And I avoid it. What the heck is that about? So why do we do it when? I wish I knew I'd have a really good roof. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about it before I give that quick retort. What is it? About 10 years ago, if I was asked that question, I think my answer would have been is because I think I deserve problems. Hmm. I don't know if that's true anymore. I deserve the repercussions of a leaky roof. I deserve to deal with the, the heartache of having jumped headlong into an argument that I'd have mm. known to stay out of. You know, I'd have said, well, it's because that's what I think I deserve. I don't know if that's true now, but that's what I certainly would have thought a decade ago or 10, 12 years, 12 years ago. That's what I'd have thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the obvious answer is because I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot, and most of us are like that. I'm an innocent idiot. I mean, one of one of my clients, we talk about that a lot, how much of an innocent idiot we are. As humans, not as, that's not just a win thing. As humans, as, you know, you, me, the other person I mentioned about that relationship and that marriage and, well, I'm pretty sure you, if you're listening, might see something in it for you. You might see something in it for you too. I don't know. Just, just calling myself an idiot doesn't actually, that just brushes over what happens, doesn't actually get to the cause. Innocent idiot brushes over the issue doesn't get to the cause. I don't know. A part of me thinks I don't like, I avoid the feeling or I run away from the feeling of the alternative. So the feeling of the, the check, the bill, the invoice for the roofer or whatever other story there is I've got about this, and I don't know. You know, it crossed my mind, maybe there's a, 
maybe there's a bat's nest in there and therefore I will never be able to get that done because I legally can't do anything about that or something else. I'll make up some story. And the feeling of that feels like I prefer that than the feeling of otherwise. Now, to me, that person I talked about earlier on in that relationship, the excitement was more attractive than the repellent of the trouble. To me, when I was diving into swimming pools fulls of ice cream over the summer, it was because the the um, the flavor was so much better than the than the than the um, the feeling of denial. But all it is is just that I think anyway. Some thoughts look like I can't ignore them. Mm. Some thoughts look like a bigger deal than others. They're not, but they will look it. And uh, they still roll to roost now and again. What are you thinking? I think, I think a couple of things showed up. I don't know if this is true. But I feel like thought, just like physical objects in form, it's all energy, right? Mm -hmm. Have momentum. Mm. I think the way that our um, our brains and chemistry work is that, you know, we have these thoughts and we make connections and neurons and everything, right? And every time we think it, it becomes easier and easier so that we don't have to think about, like, for example, let's say we don't have to think about how to drive a car. Yeah. Because we've made those connections so many times that we don't have to spend any energy doing them, right? And so sometimes I think when we're caught up and we don't create any space for new thought. But there's a momentum to it, it gathers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is true, but if basically, I, I guess if a car is going downhill, it's gathering momentum, it's harder to stop, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I wonder, I don't know, but if I, I wonder if maybe thought has that same kind of momentum, that it kind of gathers up speed and sometimes we get to a place where momentum or not we're doing what makes the most sense in the moment what's most real looking to us in the moment and is that the same as what you talked about the habit so therefore it becomes like almost second nature like driving a car or is, or is this different no i think that has um you know habits have this way of like once we see certain things or experience certain things or our willingness maybe to move through uncomfortable spaces with them, have a way of falling off mm. because it doesn't make sense anymore somehow. So even, so regardless of the amount of momentum, we could get an insight, fresh thought. So. And it, yeah, that makes sense to me so. and it's done. Yeah. And so sometimes I've got, so let's go with my example, right? I've got a lot of momentum, right? <laughs> I've created a lot of momentum. 
inside you mean in your in your mind oh yes for yeah yes a lot of thought on thought on thought on thought on thought yeah yeah so got a lot of momentum now sometimes it makes sense and it will occur to me i i don't want to spend the next three hours doing that (laughs) (laughs) that makes more sense i think i'll just go off um and then other times didn't, it doesn't. Now it doesn't happen very often that I just want to ride that thing out and just get it all out. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, that made sense. So I don't know. I feel like thought has momentum. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, it's it feels like what makes the most sense at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if I put a bunch of thought on things and create a story around it that looks really real, then say for like your roofing example, not doing anything makes a lot more sense at the moment than the commitment financially and time-wise and energy to call and follow it up. No arduous. (laughs) But then you'll find yourself one day doing it without thinking hopefully before the wall and the roof have caved in right <laughs> due to the wet weather for the winter or you end up with a bat friend in your house i don't know and there are people who you know have done things in their lives where i didn't see an alternative well that would be true yeah yeah, yeah. we don't see the alternative like they know, ago, they know this is not a good thing. Like there's a there's a knowing that this is not good for me or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no choice. Yeah. But if it if things if our beliefs and our conditioning, it that is as real as it gets in that moment, that's where we're going. Yeah. So I'd be a victim of my feeling and thinking because I just doesn't look like I've got any, any agency in it. We're all, I think we're always operating from a space of what looks real in the moment. Yeah, that looks absolutely true. Now I'm going to blame somebody for my ice cream. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to go nuts on this, right? Which is not putting nuts on the ice cream because that would have been far too clever a joke that I didn't think of. Um, so I... I had no sugar from September the 6th of 2021 until, I don't know, maybe late March or April of 2022. None. Other than Christmas Day. The one day I said, okay, I'm going to, you know, have whatever I want here. And the actor Bob Odenkirk told me, eat the ice cream. Who is this? No, no he didn't come in a dream or anything. He did say this, right? There's the, the actor Bob Odenkirk who played um, Saul Goodman, Better Call Saul, who was also mm. the, the character in Breaking Bad. A very good actor, incredibly good comedic writer as well. <laughs> Just a very funny, very, really nice guy. I had the fortune of meeting him back in, I don't know if it was late February or March in London. He was over here publicizing his autobiography. And he was talking about eat the ice cream. 
as a kind of, you know, his just talk about enjoy life. So I blame him, oh. Bob Odenkirk, for me uh, changing my mind over something that is good for me now. Big leap of faith to blame somebody else for my decisions, right? That shows how, um, how compelling even the craziest of thought can be. That I can blame somebody I had a, a five-minute conversation with, and then him listening to a group after, you know, a few days later, <laughs> to blame him for my decisions. It's nuts. Of course that isn't true. It's not his fault. Especially as I didn't eat ice cream that night. It was ages later before I decided, yeah, I'm going to listen to, to what Bob said. But I can make up that kind of excuse and reasoning for all my nuttiness. Whether it is um, avoiding a feeling I don't want or running towards a feeling that feels better than the one than the alternative. There's all kinds of manner of ways of which thought can seem like it has a life and a world of its own that I've got no say in. I do have a say. Because he said that back in February, March. I've not had ice cream in the last well, two weeks. So it can't be him pulling my strings. And I still, even with that thought of sugar, no sugar, all this kind of stuff, well, clearly, I have some kind of say in it. And to me, given another episode that we did very recently, who am I to say what's right and wrong? Who am I to deny the simple pleasures of life? Who am I to say that, you know, the roofer that I might have employed two weeks ago might have been you know, terrible and would have broken the roof and run off with making a big hole in it. Who knows? As you said in your um, conversations with your partner, sometimes it, it clears the air when we say things we wouldn't have otherwise. It's still all the experience of, of being alive, including our nuttiness. Thought does that. Not me. The compelling, sometimes, sometimes compelling nature of thought, sometimes the, the compelling nature of a feeling and the momentum behind thought and feeling, that does it. And all I can do is just, over time, notice how I work and how I don't work. And do the best I can given the choices I see in that moment is one way of summarizing what you said, I think, beautifully a few minutes ago. I love that word, compel. The thoughts and beliefs can look so real. Mm. Sometimes I'll find myself on the other side of some really compelling thinking. And I'll find myself out of that space and realizing how real that looked after the fact. And it's so compelling. Mm. And I'll, I'll have thoughts like, 
Oh, that's why people can do some of the things they can do. Good or bad. Because it looks that real. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Innocent idiots. That's funny. That's so true. Sometimes I wonder why we do that. Why we're made that way. The only thing I can say back in return to that is because we're not robots. Mm. We're not logical creatures. We're emotional beings. And all that that brings. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if it's, if the meaning of life is to experience being alive. If that's true, and that's where I've still landed, then the, all the decisions I've made, wise or unwise, crazy or just a little bit nuts, it's all for the sake of the experience of being alive. I mean, the alternative would be like going to Disneyland and just going on one ride. What the heck is the point? Thanks, Wen. Well, from one innocent idiot to another, thank you. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> You've been listening to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts. If there's anything from what we've... Uh, chatted through today that you'd like to ask us about or share, then please get in touch. Our details are at the end of this program when Kate reads out the outro. And also you can see our email addresses as well, wherever you've uh, stumbled across this podcast. And if there's anything else that you'd love us to discuss at some point, or a guest that you'd love us to invite and talk with, including you, if you're up for that conversation, then also please get in touch. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.